Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Delightful. Today is, oh, oh, say it with me, Friday, woo, woo, woo. Um, October 28th. Um, almost done with October. Flew by flew by um so i apologize for no podcast yesterday believe me my mother spoke for you all sending me sobbing emojis i recorded the podcast dear reader and zencaster had like an outage um collapsed in the midst of my podcast which was not readily apparent to me. I thought maybe I was having connection issues, but I would have a backup. But no, it like didn't record. Zedcaster was down. I had to wait a couple hours for it to come back. When it came back, I think it might have been a DDoS attack because like when I tried to go back to it, it said, oh, people might be still trying to steal my information. So clearly they had something wrong with their security stuff. Um, so yeah, when I finally got back in, it was gone. It actually started recording immediately. <laughs> like it was going to make it up to me. So I got like three seconds of me going, what the fuck? So sorry, it was gone. Um, gone forever. I might be able to recapitulate some of it. Uh, I'm not done with the novella. Fuck my life. I'm at the cranky stage, which at least I'm slowly beginning to recognize is an actual stage of my process where I get seriously cranky um, and it bleeds out into the world. Unfortunately, I should just like lock myself away when I hit this stage uh, where it just feels impossible to pull things together for my frothy holiday wedding romance, midwinter holiday. Um, it got very complicated. Uh, there are so many things in this world at this point. So poor Kareen sent her my sent her your sympathies uh, because she is um, been fielding all of my requests and grumpitudes. Uh, yeah, uh, what's funny is and I did mention this yesterday that we did have a funny exchange because she found out a world detail for me really quick when people ask me how I keep my world Bibles I'm like I have Kareem <laughs> if she ever leaves me I'm in deep shit don't ever leave me Kareem uh, so I sent her a couple of gifts because I was saying what a great assistant she is and so you know like I just did the gift search on you know we usually talk on like Google chat and so I sent her one that was like really corny, you know, like with a couple of coffee cups, like best assistant ever. Um, really dumb. And <laughs> and then I also sent her one that popped up was Bad Janet from The Good Place. And I don't think Karina and I had ever discussed that we had both watched The Good Place. Um, but it was Bad Janet in her black leather uh, typing on her phone. So I sent her that one and I said, uh, you know, one corny gif and one accurate because this is you and uh and she wrote back and she's like is that bad janet 
And I said, it is. And I said, you are my bad Janet. And, um, and she said, is it concerning that I'm really flattered to be <laughs> called bad Janet, that it made her happy? And I was like, no, no, because we get each other. So that was amusing. So anyway, this novella should have been easy. Hasn't been. Why do I do this? Uh, one thing that I think I mentioned on Tuesday, or perhaps Monday, who knows? What is time? What is art? Who am I? Uh, I've been reading Hyperion by Dan Simmons, which is apparently part of the fantasy canon that I missed. Um, it came out in 89, which is the year that I, well, I was in grad school and I was doing science things and I didn't read it ever. Um, and it's an interesting read. There are um, definitely deft and brilliant things about his writing. There are also early signs of um, him kind of going off the deep end towards his current fascist behavior, which is unfortunate. Uh, Jim Zornson and I have an ongoing conversation about how do you frame things in books. And with, there was a panel at Bubonicon. I mean, I think this is a conversation that we are going to be having for years and years. Uh, I talked about it probably some this summer, you know, talking about the song by the Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar, which is about black slavery and having sex with black women slaves, which is never presented in any way as being a negative and how that's a problem. And it's difficult when you of course want to put characters in your worlds that don't necessarily represent your same views. And there are, you know, characters who are evil either through intent or through good intentions. And how do you transmit whether or not, or do you even try to transmit whether or not this is the author's actual beliefs or the beliefs of just that character and you're using it for contrast. Uh, something I've mentioned on here a whole lot is how um, voice an author's voice comes from their beliefs. And I do believe that that's true. Um, you know, the truth will out, right? So one thing that um, I said to Jim this morning, there's a line where they refer to, to Earth, some uh, to Mein Kampf by Hitler and the one character says who was Hitler and the person replies oh an old earth politician so that's a real choice isn't it to refer to Hitler as simply a politician right uh, and not the engineer of one of the greatest genocides in history right so I'll leave that there, uh, but there's a couple other things that have come up in reading this. Um, I am in the poet's tale and one thing that, and I don't know if Jim replied to me, oh, he probably did. Uh, we're kind of arguing about it because I said, if we assume that the poet is 
uh, an avatar of Simmons, which may not be fair. But I did say that I think that it's difficult for writers to write other writers without projecting themselves into that skin. And Jim said he'd never noticed that. But I'm sticking with that. Uh, I think it's very hard to for a writer to write a writer who is very far from themselves, which is, I mean, why I think a lot of writers choose other artists to occupy a story as opposed to being a writer because it's just too close. Uh, I know so a lot of writers use painters. Um, painter seems to be the uh, close enough feel to what it's like to being a writer without actually being a writer. So we choose our painter avatars. So, but one thing that's funny is in the poet's tale, he, uh, I made a little note as I was running on the treadmill this morning and reading this, the, the poet like puts out this, you know, is discovered and his book is published and he sells billions of copies and he becomes an instant millionaire. And, you know, he's talking about all this stuff that happens. And this is, dear reader, a <laughs> absolutely the author fantasy, right? This is the author adolescent fantasy of what could happen is that you become an overnight millionaire, right? And I think that it struck me as I was reading this, that this is probably why, where the fan, where the, illusion comes from to begin with is you know like why so many people uh with their debut book have this idea that they're going to go on this multi-city book tour and that's going to be fabulous and that they're going to make millions and all of this because we do see it in books fairly often because of this author fantasy i wonder um and I also want to talk about something that I did talk about yesterday in writing this novella, uh, how some parts of the, the story or the book can be such a slog, um, how we have to push through. And this comes around to one of my least favorite pieces of writing advice out there which is that if you are bored writing the thing, then the reader will be bored reading it. Uh, I think this is terrible advice because sometimes writing is really boring. And I was sort of at this section of the novella yesterday and really feeling like, and this week has felt like tooth pulling. And I promise this is all relevant, that it just has not been fun. It's been laborious. And yesterday, the stuff that I was writing, like, felt like transitional summary. It was all stuff that, um, like, I'm not going to show in real time, uh, partly because it's a novella and I need to keep it short. If I were writing a longer novel, I would probably show all of that. But, you know, it's like, it's transitional stuff. We often talk about, you know, like, which is more difficult to write, sex scenes or fight scenes? And... I think that really some of the hardest stuff to write is the transitional stuff 
because it's not fun. It's just like, well, and then this person arrived and this person went there and then they did this, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. But you've got to have it. It's part of the structural frame, framework of the story. And I refer often to Neil Gaiman's take that writing a novel is like laying bricks, that you have to put down brick after brick after brick to extend the road forward and that it can feel exactly that tedious. Uh, and his point is, however, that as much as we enjoy the brilliant rush of when the writing is going really well and feel super inspired, that if you go back and look at the work, that the parts that you wrote on those joy-filled rush moments are no different than the stuff you wrote on the days when you were laying bricks or pulling teeth and slogging laboriously through it. You cannot tell the difference. And this feels so counterintuitive, but it is true. And it's just true. Whatever it is about the creative process, that's how it works. And when I had brunch with uh, Minerva Spencer last week, she mentioned that because I had passed that along to her at some point as some writing advice. And she said that she had done that, that she had tested it for herself and gone back and looked at what she wrote on those fabulous days and what she wrote on the laborious days. And she, there was no difference in the quality of the work. And I've tested it too. And it's like, why is it? We don't know. It's just how the creative process is. Uh, our subjective experience of writing is completely disconnected from the result. So I think it's interesting because Simmons has in this book, and I've got this here in my Kindle, so I'm going to read it to you because I read this just this morning. He says, and this is the poet. So is this Simmons talking as a writer um, through this avatar of a character who is a writer, or is this disconnected from his own experience? This is where Jim and I are ideal. He says, for those who do not write, who have never been stirred by the creative urge, talk of muses seems a figure of speech, a quaint conceit. But for those of us who live by the word, which he capitalizes like it's biblical, I mean, for those of us who live by the word, our muses are as real and necessary as the soft clay of language which they help to sculpt. When one is writing, really writing, it is as if one is given a fat line to the gods. No true poet has been able to explain the exhilaration one feels when the mind becomes an instrument as surely as does the pen or thought processor, ordering and expressing the revelations flowing in from somewhere else. I cry bullshit. I'm also going to sneeze. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pretty great when it feels like it's flowing in from somewhere else. My argument would be is that it's always flowing in from somewhere else, whether it feels good or not. Um, it's hard to say how creativity works. Uh, those of you who have been listening to me for a long time know I don't really believe in muses. Uh, at the same time, I do believe that we connect to somewhere else 
when we write the stories, which is why my novella that I intended to be this cute, fluffy, sugar-frosted holiday wedding uh, turned into being something a lot deeper and more complex. And it makes me cranky. <laughs> but it's also how it works. Um, I think that the idea that being creative, that receiving inspiration from elsewhere always feels exhilarating is as false as the idea that only tragic emotions are meaningful. How we feel about things, our emotions about things are not always relevant to the thing. And I'm, and I'm having to consider that as I say it, uh, you know, our emotions provide the, the passion that drives us forward. It, they are, it's good to have emotions because they are the, the fire, the energy. Um, but what the exact emotion is, our experience of the emotion is, I don't know, maybe not relevant. Uh, we enjoy the happy emotions, but maybe they all contain the same energy. I'm going to have to contemplate that. And not while I'm sitting here talking to you because it's no fun to listen, to look at me or listen to me contemplate. Uh, but I would be interested in your thoughts. I enjoy uh, when you all share things with me. Uh, yesterday I did do an update on the YouTube thing. I have passed 4,000 watch hours. It like suddenly left. Uh, and so now I'm at nearly 5,000 watch hours and, um, alert listeners will recall that I needed to pass 4,000 before I could monetize on YouTube. However, it turns out that I need to also hit the, the 1,000 subscribers. Um, which is growing. I'm at over 200 subscribers now. It is not growing as fast as those watch hours. So if you do watch or listen to this via YouTube, uh, please subscribe. You can always unsubscribe later. You could ignore what goes along with subscribing. You don't have to, but it would help me because I would like to get to that 1000 point And then I shall report on what happens. Uh, perhaps I shall become an overnight millionaire. <laughs> um, we can always indulge the fantasy. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to think further on this. Um, how often I think that writers, writing writers, are projecting themselves into it. I, I think it's really hard not to. I think if you make a character really different from yourself, it's easier. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Well, on that note... I'm going to try to finish this fucking novella um, and, and then I can revise it next week or I might set it aside. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got time, right? I don't need to release it yet, uh, although I almost have the cover. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll know once I finish writing it. Uh, I should be like to the fluffy part, but the whole thing was supposed to be the fluffy part. So. We don't know. Um, on that note, off I go. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you all on Monday. 
you all take care. Bye-bye.